Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek is brought to you by Granite Gear, makers of backpacks and backpacking accessories ready for the long haul. The brand new Granite Gear Blaze 60 pack weighs just three pounds and comfortably carries up to 50 pounds. It's ideal for thru-hikers who need to carry more water on long trails, or those who simply prefer to carry a couple extra luxuries, such as a novel, banjo, iPad, pile of fake snakes, or a couple pounds of chocolate. In other words, if your pack weight isn't quite ultralight, the Blaze is for you. This is the same pack that some members of Granite Gear's groundskeeper team will be carrying as they hike, paddle, and most importantly, clean up trails, lakes, and waterways across the country. If you don't know about the Granite Gear groundskeepers and the awesome work they're doing to clean up our public lands, check them out at groundskeepers.org and follow along on Instagram at the groundskeepers. Other brands participating in Granite Gear Groundskeepers program includes Clean Canteen, Ultra Running, Backpackers Bistro, Keep Nature Wild, and Kula Cloth. And best of all, listeners of Trail Correspondence can score a 20% discount off any purchase at granitegear.com by using Trek20 at checkout. Get on it. I've read a few books, including Zach's Appalachian Trials. I read Appalachian Trials. Appalachian Trials. Shameless plug, I read Pacific Crest Trials. 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 And I'm not just saying that because I'm on your podcast. Preparing for a thru-hike can be a maddening experience. When it comes to overhauling your life to spend upwards of a half year on foot in the backcountry, where does one even begin to make sure they're crossing all their T's and dotting all their I's prior to stepping foot on trail? That is precisely the subject of today's episode. Prior to my first thru-hike eight years ago, drink, I took a very atypical approach. My thru-hike of the Appalachian Trail was quite literally my first backpacking trip ever of any length. To say that I knew very little about how to survive in the backcountry was probably a favorable overstatement. One might assume then that I would be obsessed in the preparation process, and that person would be somewhat right. However, my preparation was highly atypical. Instead of researching my gear at all, I connected with a former thru-hiker who I entrusted to make all of my gear decisions for me, never once second-guessing his guidance. My physical preparation included working out less, as the guy I was going to be starting the trail with was in worse shape than me, and I didn't want our disparate fitness levels to be a point of tension. My logistical preparation was, well, non-existent. The one area where I did focus my efforts was readying my mind for this journey. I had been warned that thru-hiking was primarily psychological. That once you develop your hiker legs, which happens within a few weeks or so, the challenge shifts from your body and into your mind. If I could survive the first few weeks, I knew I'd acquire enough knowledge and confidence to complete the trail if I had a bulletproof mindset. Yada yada yada, got West Nile virus, my body betrayed me, but I finished my hike solely due to the software I had installed in my brain prior to leaving. In hindsight, I wish I would have packed differently as it would have made the trek easier, the lack of logistical preparation was non-consequential, and the energy I put into my mental preparation proved to be paramount. 
So how are our hikers going to go about this process? Let's find out. First, you'll hear from our AT hikers, followed by our PC tiers, then CD tiers, and finally, Lucas, our American Discovery Trail correspondent. Here it is. Enjoy. Hi, Backpacker Radio. Nancy here, and I am getting ready to uh, answer questions about my preparation for the trip on the AT. And I'll start off talking about how I have prepared physically. I'm very fortunate to have trails with elevation change within an hour of my house here in the Atlanta Burbs, where I can hike and get to the trails pretty easily. In December, I was hiking about twice a week and beginning January 1st, I started carrying my pack with about 20 pounds of weight. I am slowly increasing the weight and the distance of my outings. For the logistics of my hike, I have decided to use mail drops for about half to two thirds of my resupplies and will fill in the rest with grocery stores and towns. Since I resupplied my daughter in 2017 and I know firsthand how time consuming it can be, I will try to pre-fill my boxes as much as I can. I am relying on friends to help me and I don't want this to become too burdensome and time consuming for them. My mental preparation has taken place over the past year. I am fortunate to have had a year to completely commit to this adventure since I made a public statement to my friends that I would attempt a through hike in 2019. Besides making the public declaration of my plan and then answering lots of questions of why and how, which then all forced me to put some more thought into my answers. I've read a few books, including Zach's Appalachian Trials, which helped me focus even more. My gear choices are based on the two sections of the trail I hiked with my daughter, Summer Camp. I first joined her in Daleville, Virginia in June. I used an REI flash backpack, an REI 40 degree sleeping bag, and a 12 year old Sierra Designs one person tent. I got to experience AT rain and a tent leak. I looked at my daughter's hammock set up with envy. She had no trouble finding trees, and I was impressed with the sequence of the setup. The rain fly goes up first, a real plus when setting up your sleep system in the rain. She had shelter while setting up the hammock and unloading her pack. The second time I joined her on the trail was the start of the 100-mile wilderness in Maine. I switched to a hammock for this section and I loved hanging. I used an REI 20 degree down sleeping bag and was really comfortable. For both sections of the trail, I wore Ultra Lone Peak 3.5 shoes. At that time, the material used on the shoe sole was not very grippy. I especially had trouble on the slippery rocks and roots in Maine. The Lone Peak 4.0 has a new tread design and an ultra proprietary material on the sole, similar to Vibram, and that's a really big improvement. I plan to use the Lone Peaks through the Smokies since the 4.0 is waterproof. 
After the Smokies, I will switch to the Ultra Temp. Since I will be hanging, I will start with the 10 degree down bag from Feathered Friends. The resources I'm using are my own backpacking experience, online gear reviews, and the expertise of my daughter. The majority of my time is split between training hikes and making my resupply food purchases. I am prepackaging into smaller serving sizes various dehydrated foods. I'm also devoting time to making arrangements for my life at home to be put on hold for six months. There are odds and ends to deal with, like selecting books and podcasts to put on my nano. But all in all, I think I'm spending the right amount of time getting ready for my comfort level. So now you little know a little bit about how I'm getting ready for my hike, and I'll be checking in with you guys soon. This is Nancy signing off. It's Frozen coming at you from Pittsburgh, but not for long. In a couple weeks, I will be stepping foot on the AT to start my awesome adventure. And I'm just so looking forward to it. But anyway, we're talking about preparing for the trail, what I'm doing to prepare. So I guess I should start as of last year, the beginning of last year. I started focusing on weightlifting and building up some areas that I felt were a little weak and could need some help mainly my calves, lower back, and shoulders. Now, I never really had an issue with these areas, but you know, carrying a backpack for such a long time over the course of an entire thru-hike, I just wanted to make sure that everything was kind of dialed down with my body as well. So, I've also been preparing physically as far as you know, going on hikes. Uh, I actually took some of the hikes that gave me a lot of problems my first year, some of the hikes that I almost didn't make it through, and I kind of slashed a day off of those hikes and tried to hike them in a shorter amount of time. was successful on both attempts, although on the one challenge hike we did of a 70-mile through hike of the Laurel Highlands in southern Pennsylvania, I ended up slipping off of a wet bridge and really coming down hard on my ankle, which twisted something in my knee and caused a whole slew of <laughs> problems for me. So what I've really been focusing on the past couple months is stretching out the tendons and the muscles in that leg that I kind of messed up and doing some easy day hikes and building my mileage back up to what I'm usually comfortable with, this, which is about 18 to 25 miles. That's what I kind of like doing every day. Now, I do plan on starting off slow whenever I first start the AT, but I do want to build my mileage up because that's something that I love to do. I'm a hiker more than a camper. I just like to see as much of an area as I possibly can. But again, I don't want to push myself, especially in the beginning. I've also been dialing my gear down, which is, it's been a pretty easy task, I'll be honest. I've had a couple of decisions on whether to drop some weight here or there. But for the most part, my weight is pretty low. I know a lot of people focus on base weight. I think it may be a little too much here. Uh, it's really about the, the the trust you have in your gear where you know compared to the weight of the gear. And I have a lot of trust in cottage vendors. And for those who don't know 
what a cottage vendor is. They're basically mom and pop shops. They have limited number of employees, if any. It might be a single person working on your gear. And they develop their own niche gear that they've personally been using. And others have asked, you know, hey, how can I get in on this? So, for instance, I'm using uh, a fairly new company. They were started back in July as the Backpack. It's a light AF backpack. It's a Curve 35 liter. And it was the, you know, it was made by a dude named Chris in uh, New Jersey, I believe. And it surprisingly it is just so amazingly comfortable. I highly urge people to take a look at some cottage vendors, enlightened equipment, hammock gear, dream hammock, etc. All these cottage vendors are what I will be using on the trail. And I feel like I have my gear dialed down pretty darn good. As far as you know, planning for resupplies and you know going into town and stuff. I mentioned in the last podcast that I was so fearful of uh, going into town, <laughs> and I think it's gotten a lot better since I actually started looking into it. I found a great article online called "The Major AT Resupply Points" or "Major Resupply Towns Along the Eight, something like that. Do a Google search; you'll find it. it'll come right up. And that has really been a great resource to plan where I'm going to go into town. And I just kind of, between that and the AWOL guide, I'm just blowing through the first couple weeks. And I just kind of stopped it at mile 300. I was able to plan everything in pretty much like five or 10 minutes. So I'm not really, I don't think at least I'm going to be worried about that. On top of that, I have a, a great friend and hiking buddy, uh, Gary, for those of you who maybe watched his channel Last year, he was successful through Hiker of 2018, and he's been a great resource. Just in any kind of random questions that I've needed answered, he's been there, and he offers some great suggestions on you know, where to go and everything. So like I said, the majority of my efforts are being focused on kind of the physical side of things, not really worried about the gear choices. I just want to make sure I'm confident and physically ready for this challenge and that's what it's going to be it's going to be a very challenging hike not only physically but mentally it's going to be one of the hardest things i've ever done and i think i'm ready for it so hey thanks for listening this is frozen signing off and I'm about to fly back home to New York City, then leave for the Appalachian Trail in 53 days. Even though I've known the trail is something I've always wanted to tackle, there's a big difference between knowing it'll come up in a few years and actually getting ready to leave in two months. I've been slowly preparing since 2017 in a couple of different ways. Probably the, the one I've been working on longest is slowly accumulating all the stuff I want, mainly at REI sales and things like that. So I've got almost everything I need and I've been trying to get it all at pretty good prices. That's one nice thing about not rushing. I've had quite a while to get ready. On the physical side, about a year and a half ago I joined the gym at my office and I've been trying, well, I guess I started off just trying to get into good overall physical shape and from early 2019 on I've been focusing mainly on the stair stepper. Not too much fun, but good preparation and going on long weekend walks when I can around New York. We've got plenty of parks in the city with lots and lots and lots of steps, 
So one of my plans for the rest of February and early March is to load up my pack and just walk up and down and make sure everything I have fits is warm enough and that every ounce I'm carrying is something I actually want. In terms of other planning, I read quite a few books in 2018 about hiking, spending time outdoors, and traveling. So I've tried to build up as much kind of knowledge as I can on the reading front and collecting advice that I can find from other previous thru-hikers. I haven't really watched any videos because, first of all, there aren't that many great views on the Appalachian Trail, and I don't want to spoil them for myself. And second of all, because I, I like reading things at my own pace, and I... I rarely find time in my day when I want to just sit down and, and watch videos for a while. One of the big planning things I changed my mind about was um, mailing myself boxes to resupply or just stocking up in town. Originally, I, I was planning to set it out a spreadsheet with lots of mileage and the right town stops and you know spend quite a few weekends preparing all the boxes I wanted to mail to myself. I've changed my mind about that because I don't want to have to be depending on a few key people to mail me things at very specific times, especially when a lot of my family are not in New York anymore. And I think it'll be a good challenge. I've always been, if you couldn't tell already, <laughs> I've always been a bit of a planner and I've always known what's going to come next. But I think taking the trail as it comes and planning what I'm going to do that day instead of way ahead will be good for me. So I'm definitely leaning toward resupplying in town and making whatever cooking lists I can on a minute's notice. And maybe in a few of those key spots, I'll, I'll mail myself a box of good stuff. On the gear side, I've relied a lot on the, the treks through hiker surveys because it helped show the trends of where things are going and brought some gear to my attention that I hadn't heard of. I mean, the last serious hiking trip I went on was in 2011 and gear has changed a lot. Um, the, the weight of things, the quality of materials, it's, it's stuff I really wasn't aware of eight years ago, so I've been able to find a lot of good brands and try out a lot of products, thanks to my local REI store and their return policy, that will fit what I'm trying to look for. The rest of my preparation has been mainly mental. Like I mentioned, reading up on a lot of previous thru-hiker stories, reading a lot of the 2018 um, AT class on the trek, that kind of thing. One other... Um, piece of preparation that I did and was quite stressful was getting ready to ask my boss at work for six months of leave. It it had been my hope that, you know, with, with good performance reviews, um, good reputation, and making a really good case for myself that hopefully um, my company would give me the time off. So I spent quite a while stressing about what to say, um, how to how to make the case that this is Hiking the Appalachian Trail is something that will make me a better person and employee. Just think of you know, planning the logistics and also surviving for six months on your own. That's definitely going to teach you a lot of skills. So I definitely practiced my speech a little bit and all the key points. Um, the request is pending. Hopefully it'll go through by the time you all hear this. Um, but that's probably the last thing that I spent a lot of time preparing. Otherwise, I had some little things I wanted to take care of. I switched my phone plan uh, to Verizon so I could get better service. I'm looking for a subletter for my apartment. But otherwise, all the big stuff is ready and I'm counting down the days until I leave. Wednesday here in early February. 
still sitting about negative 70 miles on the Appalachian Trail, so my journey hasn't yet started. And on a day like this, uh, I'm okay with that. Um, I want to take a moment to go over some of the things that I've done to prepare for this. So I'm going to start with uh, what I've done physically. So I mentioned that I'm sort of a recovering cyclist. I used to bike all the time as recently as a few months ago. And now I've switched all of those efforts to walking and running. So I am uh, walking to work every single day, which is about three and a half miles one way. And then I'll go for an hour walk during my break. And on weekends, I will go for long 15 to 20 mile walks, uh, not really with any kind of gear or anything on me, uh, but just to really toughen my legs and feet up. And it's taken about two months for me to really get to a point where I can run and walk as much as I'm doing without any pain. So that's what I've done on the physical side to prepare. Uh, cardiovascularly, I think I'm pretty, I'm in pretty good shape, uh, coming from biking as much as I was doing, but my legs for running and walking were not trained by the bike. So that's been a painful process and I wanted to kind of get out of the way. Um, in terms of like logistics, I definitely plan on just going from town to town for resupplies and things like that. I'm not going to do mail drops. Uh, that's a little bit too complicated and I don't have strict dietary restrictions that would need to be accounted for. And I don't take any medicines or anything like that. So I'm just going to kind of take it as it comes. Uh, uh, and I think each town will probably have everything that I need in order to get from one place to the next. In terms of mental preparation, um, I have been, I guess, sort of fantasizing about some of the things that would be scary or challenging, um, just so that I'm not taken completely unawares by them. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, I, I did a stint on the Appalachian Trail last year, and then I went out earlier in December of 2018 and stayed at the Springer Mountain Shelter with a friend. Uh, so I kind of know what I'm getting myself into. And, uh, you know, these mental exercises of just kind of thinking of what I'll do in situations in order to kind of, again, familiarize myself with possibilities, I think is helpful, but I won't really know until I get out there. In terms of my gear, um, again, I went out last year with a friend for a week. We did the Georgia section. Um, and so he told me everything that I needed to get. And so I kind of got budget versions of everything that uh, he had recommended to me. Um, I already had a 60-liter pack. It's an Osprey. Um, and I think I kind of got basically the cheapest version of everything else. Um, I kind of mentioned this in other clips but I am curious to see how much that evolves over time to see if I finish the trail with the same stuff that I started with because I'm definitely a frugal kind of person. I don't really want to buy the lightest uh, stuff, especially when durable items, although heavier, tend to be cheaper. So it'll be interesting to see if that is something that I'm able to uh, really rely on as I get further and further down the trail. Uh, the things that I'm using as resources for, for the trail, for sure, I'm going to be using gut hooks. Um, I also bought the, uh, the AT guide, the, what's his name's, uh, man, I can't believe that's slipping. I've read his book like three or four times. AWOLs. Yeah. I've read the AWOL book. Uh, I have that, a PDF version. Um, beyond that, I've read a bunch of eBooks, like from people who had done the trail including Appalachian Trials, which is allegedly an account of uh, Zach's trip on the Appalachian Trail drink. 
Um, one of my favorite books, too, that I read, actually, was called Once Upon a Climb by a guy named James Richardson. And I think it's just like a self-published book, but it's a daily entry kind of style. And so each uh, day is just a, a small account of what happened that day. And it's really, really monotonous to read and really, really, like, I don't think anyone who wasn't contemplating the trail would actually find it very interesting because, uh, you know, this guy is putting a lot of, like, good detail into describing what he's doing. But at the same time, day by day, there's really not much that's changing. You know, sometimes he'll go to a town or there will be something uh, remarkable about a given day. Maybe he sees a bear or something. But about halfway through the book, I was like, wow, like, I'm really getting a sense of, like, the monotony of how that is a challenge, just this day in and day out um, repetition of just the same thing. And so I really enjoyed that book just for the sake of actually getting an idea of uh, practically what it will be like for 100, 100 plus days, 150 days, whatever it's going to end up being, of life on the trail. And so all of that taken into account, um, I'm definitely spending a lot, I'm spending most of my time preparing myself physically because I'm a very active person. I don't like to be seated, even though currently my job is me at a desk on a computer, which is sort of what has led me to want to get out and do something different. Um, so I spend, you know, basically like a part-time job's worth of time outside every week. Like right now, it's 8 a.m., and I'm about to have to walk to work in the rain, and so that'll take me an hour. And so typically just in a given week, I'm basically spending as much time as I can outside. And physically, that's also when I will be going through these like mental exercises where I just contemplate what it's going to be like. So, you know, I think the mental aspect of the whole journey is going to be the biggest challenge. And it, it's the biggest attraction for me to want to attempt the trail. Uh, because I feel like the physical part will be something that I kind of just take for granted. I know there's going to be some sore days out there and carrying a, you know, 25, 30 pound pack over mountains is not something that my body has yet been prepared for. But I do feel like I have somewhat of a leg up on that process because at least I'm not starting from nothing. So that's sort of how I've been preparing. Uh, I kind of think that it's going to continue in the same vein, physically dominant in terms of my focus until I actually get out on the trail uh, in late March. So for now, this is Kenneth signing off again, negative 70 miles on the Appalachian Trail. Until next time. from Halfway Creek Campground in Charleston, South Carolina. John and I have been uh, well and have been preparing for our upcoming AT through hike. Today, I want to talk to you a bit about preparation for the AT. I will have my wonderful husband interviewing me for this section. Hello, I'm the wonderful husband. <laughs> <laughs> How are you preparing for the physical preparation? Well, since we have been in frigid South Dakota, my physical preparation started with a full pack on, um, on a stair stepper and a treadmill. How much do you think I had in my pack at that time? 
I think about 15 to 18 pounds. Yeah, so 15 to 18 pounds um, on a stair stepper and a treadmill. So that was what we were doing. But we just recently made it back to the Carolinas. So I am back on the trail doing about 7 to 10 miles uh, every other day just to get a, a little bit of a rest in between. How are you preparing logistically? Ah, well, I've gone back and forth on this one. Um, I guess my final answer is to resupply in towns. Uh, we will include resupplies from family. However, this is going to be rare. Um, overall, I'm kind of worried about a few things with the mail drops. Number one, getting sick of the food I've set up um, for the resupply. Uh, you know, you don't know what you're going to want. Um, also, we did not want to have to have all the added postage for resupply and then bounce the boxes, um, you know, we don't have to want to have to worry about getting to town on time for a resupply, missing the post office being open and having to stay an extra day, things like that. Um, we would rather kind of just stay in the moment. So if we really need something along the trail, uh, we'll send a text to have a package sent. But again, that's going to be something that we want to keep to a minimum. Fantastic answer. <laughs> How are you preparing mentally? Ah, well, overall, I would say this is where I'm putting uh, a little more effort in. Um, I have reached out to some pass-through hikers. I have been reading some books, including a book on mental preparation from the Trek's own Zach Davis, and that's been helping me quite a bit. Um, the trail will be physically demanding, but I believe it will be even more of a mental game. Talk a little bit about the gear you'll be using. Ah, my gear. So this can be a long conversation because there's so much gear, but I'll try to make it quick. Um, I wanted to keep the weight down, but not sacrifice much comfort. So I have an orange and black Z-Packs Arc Hall Pack. Um, I got it almost uh, three years ago. Really, really love it. Um, my husband and I are hammock campers. Um, so our hammocks are made by Dream Hammock, and the model that we have is the Sparrow. Um, I would like to say thanks to Randy of Dream Hammocks for making the best damn hammocks ever. Thanks, Randy. <laughs> um, I use a top quilt and under quilt by Hammock Gear. Um, they are rated at zero degrees. Um, I hate sleeping cold, and these things keep you nice and toasty warm. Uh, they're very light for the zero degree rating, too, so they're able, you can haul them around easily. Um, mine is pink and black, and I have named her Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> I do black diamond um, trekking poles, and uh, I think that's about covers most of the gear. We can talk about the clothing at a later time. Fantastic. Uh, what resources are you using? So our resources, we're going to be using quite a few, to be honest. Uh, this is a big adventure. So um, I have a woman's AT group on Facebook that I've been interacting with. Um, I've reached out to pass-through hikers for um, different advice and questions that I have. Um, and then my husband, he's a bit of a research freak, too. So he's been uh, doing some research for us. <laughs> <laughs> when we uh, get to the actual trail, we will be using the AWOL guide and the Gut Hooks app um, on our phones. Where are you uh, allocating the majority of your preparation efforts and why? So physical preparation um, started first and will continue up until our um, go date. But recently, I've definitely been putting more effort into the mental preparation, getting the mind ready for those like rough days, because this is something I've wanted to do for a while. Um, so I want to make sure that I'm going to be able to stay in the game. Uh, I love the peace and tranquil tranquility that the mountains give, and I want to live in the moment and take everything in. Uh, I don't want to forget this in the bad days. I want to be mentally in a place where I can smile and laugh on the bad days when the rain is pouring down, when I fell down in mud puddle, you know, whatever that the trail throws at me. 
Embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. That's right. Well, um, that is it for me. Uh, I am actually going to go outside and look at the stars in the clear, crisp night here at Halfway Creek Campground. So I hope you learned a bunch about preparation, both physically and mentally, for a through hike. And as always, don't forget to live the adventure. Backpacker Radio. This is Melissa coming at you live from Wilmington, Delaware, where I'm currently walking my Chewini in beautiful 45 degree weather. It is that perfect kind of day where you just need a jacket and you're good, which I hope stays pretty consistent for what I'm going to see on trail because I don't want to be cold. <laughs> um, so I'm here to just kind of check in with you guys about where I am with my preparation. So I will be heading out to Georgia from Wilmington uh, the beginning of March. So I'm about a month out and uh, the anxiety is setting in. I I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. Um, So that's been a real challenge to kind of talk myself off this ledge of you can't do this. but I, uh, I read Appalachian Trials a while ago, um, and I highly recommend reading it, especially if you're a thru-hiker hopeful. Um, I've been rereading it and making notes in it and dog-earing it, um, and it's been really, really awesome to help me prepare. And no, this is not an ad from the Trek or from Zach. This is my experience telling me, you need to get this book. It is wildly just wonderful and helpful. Um, So I've also been making lists about why I'm doing this because it does help to remind yourself why you're going on this journey. Um, It doesn't do anything to calm any anxieties, but it does help you remember why you're anxious and like why you're putting yourself through this in the first place. Um, Physically... Uh, training has been interesting. Um, I was a generally physical person to begin with. I go to the gym a lot. I make sure I'm active. I'm on my feet all day as a bartender. So I've just kind of switched around how I've been training. Um, I've been focusing a lot on the stair mill and... Uh, walking on treadmills on an incline for extended periods of time. (laughs) Um, I also have been doing a lot of core work and back work to make sure that I'm able to handle carrying all of my gear and food on my back, which could equal up to like 20 pounds to 25 pounds, depending. Um, So that's been interesting. Um, Let's see gear (laughs) oh my god gear there is so much to talk about but um there's going to be an episode surrounding this in the future so i won't say a ton but it has been a whirlwind to say the least i've swapped out every single piece of gear at least once um i've gone through like five or six tents And uh, the hardest part so far really has been shoes. Um, 
Delaware has a lot of paved trails, so it's been hard to figure out what's going to work for me on a soft trail. So I've gone through maybe four or five pairs of shoes, not really finding anything that sticks with me or uh, is quite super successful. Uh, So I went to REI the other day and talked to an employee and I was like, hey, help me. I need help. Um, And we spent an hour talking about shoes and I tried on 15 pairs of shoes (laughs) and I ended up putting in an order for a particular pair. So hopefully when they come on Friday, they are the ones that I stick with because I don't feel like giving any more of my brain power to shoes, frankly. Um, I will not be using any bounce boxes or resupply boxes simply because um, I don't want to be constrained to a schedule. The whole reason I'm doing this is to kind of get away from that pressure. So I will only be receiving mail if my mom decides to send me some love and asks me where I'm going to be. So that part has been a little nerve wracking because a lot of people are planning super far ahead or are planning, you know, weeks and weeks of boxes. Um, so I feel like I'm behind, but I also know that that's not my goal in all of this. Like I don't need to be doing that to have a successful through hike in my opinion. I could be totally wrong and totally off base and I will find out soon enough and y'all will hear about it. Um, So that's kind of where I am and the next time y'all will be hearing from me uh, we will be en route to Amicalola Falls and I'll probably be shitting my pants. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I will talk to you guys then. Bye. Travis here to talk a little bit about uh, pre-trail preparation, what I'm doing physically, mentally, uh, with gear, resources I'm checking out. So a lot of fun stuff. I'm a big um, planner, so this has been uh, really kind of an exciting part of it. Uh, I just have embraced, um, you know, gear research and uh, physical training and that type of thing. So uh, first question as far as uh, physical prep. Um, I'd say for the last five or six months, I have uh, skewed um, paleo, just trying to uh, diet-wise uh, make the right choices, get a little leaner. I think I've lost a, close to 10 pounds. Um, try to focus on sleep, get a good eight hours. I've been trying to measure that as much as possible. Um, taking uh, probiotics, so focused on gut health. Um, definitely drinking less over the last six months uh, than, you know, the prior whatever <laughs> years and uh, trying to focus more on, um, you know, just getting like plenty of water during the day as well. It really makes a difference. Um, so just as far as exercise goes, uh, trail running is something I've really fallen in love, fall in love with. I've always uh, liked to run, but never been that consistent about it uh, just due to schedule and just a lot of other excuses basically. But uh, I started trail running and uh, love it. I uh, trail run up at Land Between the Lakes in Kentucky 
and also at Percy Warner uh, down in Nashville were my two main spots. So anyway, I, t- I feel like that's kind of helped my uh, legs and just my body to start to get conditioned for the trail. Um, logistically, I've done uh, <laughs> probably not enough. Um, I don't know um, mail draws versus resupply like in towns. I think I'll probably do a combo of both. I have started a resupply list with just um, items that will need to be replenished. Um, so I've got that going on. I've kind of got an idea about you know having a number of boxes that are numbered with uh, lists and things associated with them, like the contents. So we'll see uh, how that goes. I'm a little still working on that, but um, I've, I guess I'm trying to heed everyone's advice about being adaptive uh, on trail as well. So it's like you have to have a plan, but it's got to be like a loose plan, if that makes sense. As far as mental prep goes, um, I would say that actually being a trail correspondent is mental prep because it really forces you to think through your motivations and reasons and really get real about it. So um, for me, that's that's been mental prep, actually, just thinking about, um, you know, how to communicate this and how, um, you know, just how it feels basically to be preparing for uh, such a such a huge uh, journey. Um, the other thing I would say uh, mentally I w- I've been doing is um, specifically with trail running, um, I've really, um, in such a weird way, uh, enjoyed running in poor conditions. So like days when it's just like pouring outside and the trail is just super muddy, it's just been like a thrill to get out there. And I feel like that's been... Uh, mental prep because um, you know on the AT conditions are not always ideal it's going to be rainy it's going to be a slog um, some of the time so I'm just trying to kind of get adapted uh, to adapt to that uh, as much as I can up front Um, gear wise I had nothing and so I've been able to start completely from scratch which has been pretty exciting Um, just been reading about ultralight and lightweight um, you know, um, base weights and trying to understand all of that. I don't know if I'm going to even get to lightweight, um, right now, still working on gear, but I think I'm coming in about just a little under 25 pounds as a base weight. So I'd like to be under 20 being the lightweights category, but we'll see. I don't know. It's, uh, you carry your fears with you, so it's hard to decide, but anyway, um, I didn't have a pack at all, but, uh, superior wilderness designs, uh, made a long haul 50 for me. Very excited about that. Had did some, a couple little custom things. They were great up there. Um, had to wait a couple months for the pack, but I've got it now and I'm excited about, um, doing some shakedowns. So, um, and then, um, footwear, the only other piece of gear I would mention at this time, um, Lone Peak fours, uh, which my understanding Lone Peaks are ultras or, uh, very common on the trail. Um, they've been wonderful for trail running, just trying to break them in, make sure that they're going to be right for me. So far, it's been a great, uh, great shoe. So anyway, so it's another piece of gear, but lots of other gear. <laughs> but that was, that's a, that could be a very, very long um, recording. So I'll, I'll probably just leave that for another day. Um, as far as resources go, um, I've been using, of course, the trek.co. Uh, um, I've been using, oh gosh, podcast had just been a thing. Um, the Trail Correspondent Series for 18, which was, it was just fantastic. I've gone back and listened to every single Backpacker Radio podcast, 
Uh, I started listening to 2180, uh, which are just these great um, 20 minute narratives from uh, various people who've hiked the trail. So they're really good. So I recommend those for sure. And then I read AWOL's book, uh, Chris Cage's book. Um, I've read a lot by uh, Andrew Skirka, unless I'm, I'm not butchering his last name. So anyways, just tried to really educate myself as much as possible. Um, there's a lot of great resources out there. And I've just tried to utilize all that I can just so um, there's less uncertainty about what's going to happen out there. And obviously, just want to be uh, super prepared. So anyway, that's a little bit about prep for me. This is Travis signing off. Radio. It's Laura here, and I am recording from my home in Victoria, British Columbia. And what I'm going to be talking about today is preparation and what I've, what I have been doing and what I'm currently doing to prepare for my PCT northbound through hike. This is definitely one of my favorite topics. I have traveled a fair amount and always the research and planning and preparation for a trip is one of my favorite parts other than actually doing the trip. And some trips, I think actually the preparation I've enjoyed even more than the trip. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I'm not sure if it's possible to over prepare for the PCT, but I would say I'm giving it a solid try. I have been probably preparing for over a year. Um, And the first phase was really doing a lot of research, and this is really my favorite part. So I feel like I have read everything written on the internet about the PCT and about through hiking. I have read billions of blogs. Um, I've read almost the entire uh, website, The Trek. I've... um, watched hundreds of hours of YouTube videos. Um, I've read several books. Uh, Some favorites were Liz Thomas's book, Long Trails, and Carrot Quinn's book, Through Hiking Will Break Your Heart. Uh, In terms of specific blogs, other than the trek, which is, of course, awesome, uh, I also have read pretty much all of Walking with Wired's blog and she's been on a lot of trips so that was many many hours of reading Um, also the blog halfway anywhere I think that's what it's called Um, all their through hiker surveys and articles I found those very helpful Uh, on YouTube I think probably most of us have watched Homemade Wanderlust, Dixie, and Darwin for their gear reviews, as well as their documentation of their through hikes. And last year, I watched The Whimsical Woman, and I found that very helpful also. And I follow a lot of hikers on Instagram and have been in touch with several of them, just asking questions. Um, And that's been a good resource, too. I spend a lot of time at my local outfitters. There are a few and asking questions and, um, you know, learning about various gear. Uh, I did a gear repair workshop at uh, the local outfitter here. And then I'm also a member of the Facebook group for the class of 2019 and for 2018. 
I'm kind of not sure how helpful those groups have been. I think I've learned some things, but I've waded through a lot. And honestly, I think sometimes I get more confused by all the different answers to things and there can be a bit of drama there. So I don't know if I'd recommend that one as much. So I got to the point where I'd done endless research and was feeling like I'd like to try the PCT, but it was recommended in several places that a good step before attempting a very long hike would be to do Uh, a longer backpacking trip. I'd done trips that were three days and five days. I did the Tour du Mont Blanc, which was 10 days, um, but never long, longer miles really. So I decided to do the Tahoe Rim Trail last summer, which is 180 miles. And I started accumulating gear for that trip, thinking that most of the gear I would use would be what I would be using for the PCT. So this kind of longer shakedown hike, I found very useful for me just to really test the gear, see what I needed and what I didn't need. Um, and I I think, I, although I haven't done the PCT yet, I think that I would suggest that to other people because I feel pretty confident in most of my gear going forward because I've hiked for 12 days with it already. Um, and I think I've at least got a taste of how it works for me. Um, and then of course we'll be talking a little bit more about gear later. I could talk forever about gear. Uh, so I'll have that opportunity another day. Um, other things to prepare, um, are sort of thinking about my resupply strategy. I, have read many places that you don't need to send packages in advance to the PCT, and I am taking that advice to heart. I'm not going to be sending packages in advance. I'm going to be sending stuff, hopefully from the trail, to some of the areas where the resupply isn't as good. Um, And then I am hoping to use... One of one of one or both of the resupply companies that I know about, um, Sonora Pass Resupply is one, and uh, Zero Day Resupply is another, and they can send you things directly to the different post offices along the trail, and they sell things like individual tea bags and Ziploc baggies and safety pins. So I'm hoping that that will be useful for me. I think that gives me a bit of peace of mind just because I am coming from Canada and shipping, like having family ship things for me is going to be trickier. Although I do have a relative who lives in Sacramento and she is going to be holding on to some gear for me, some colder weather stuff. And so she'll be sending me a few things along the trail and she's, you know, very generously offered to send me anything that I need that I can't get along the trail. So I'm not sure how much I'll I'll take advantage of that yet, but time will tell. The last aspect of preparation is the one that I'm kind of the most nervous about, which is physical preparation. I... I know that there are people, I've talked to people who say they didn't train at all. They just sort of showed up and took it easy and, and, you know, trained on the trail in the first few weeks. But I'm 39 and I have a few chronic issues. I've got, you know, chronic low back issue and a few other things. And I just, 
I'm worried about injury. I'm a physical therapist. I know that training will decrease the chance of me getting injured. Um, And I also think it will really increase my enjoyment, especially of the first few weeks if I'm not absolutely suffering. So I'm going to be training right up until the time when I leave. I've got a personal trainer a couple of days a week and um, doing outdoor workouts, lots of running stairs and strengthening and endurance stuff. And then um, doing some longer hikes with increasing amounts of weight. And I'm also doing physical therapy for my back. So I'm trying my best to get as strong as possible before I go. I also um, will be swimming once or twice a week just to work on my cardio. And I'm a bit nervous about the heat and hiking in the desert because in the part of Canada I live it's really mild. It never gets hot. So I'm uh, thinking of incorporating some hot yoga into my routine as well. And then one of the other things I'm doing to prepare is I'm having a consultation with a nutritionist that's experienced in working with through hikers. I have done so much reading about this and I'm feeling very overwhelmed. So I really would like a nutritionist to look at my current diet, look at um, my dietary restrictions, and just help me plan out what to eat for breakfast, what to eat for lunch, what to eat for dinner, what to eat for snacks, and then really how to time nutrition so that it's uh, working for me uh, in terms of recovery and fueling my hike and what kind of supplements I need. Um, The other thing about that is I'm not especially familiar with a lot of American brands of things. Um, So I'm hoping she can give me some guidance about what are good brands to buy along the trail or potentially have sent to me if needed. So I know that's a lot of preparation. Um, That's just me. I am a preparer. preparer. I'm a, you know, brownie leader. Be prepared. Um, But I'm just really working under the philosophy that The more prepared I am, the more chance I will have of completing the trail successfully and hopefully the more fun I'll have because I'll be in good shape and uh, hopefully avoiding injury as much as possible. So that's it for me. Sorry it's a bit longer um, this one, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking more about gear and other preparations down the road. So thanks very much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. This is Laura signing out. guys this is kartikeya i'm going to start my hike on april 30th it's fair to say i'm into the fourth week of preparation and the last four weeks i've been looking into the gear probably like most of other people i spent a lot of time researching online about different ultralight gear options checking multiple blogs videos and staying active in the pct class of 2019 facebook group and considering other people opinions and suggestions too but i know from my mountaineering experience that the gear which works for one person doesn't necessarily mean that it works for everyone 
I know we all have our own choices, comforts and preferences and there is no right or wrong thing to do on the trail. So I decided to be flexible with the gear and that's because I haven't really purchased anything yet. But I'm thinking to buy the Z-Pax tent and some other ultralight gear to balance out the weight that I'll be carrying from my electronics, which is the Sony Alpha 6300 for photography and the batteries associated with that. I actually have a committed list of the gear saved in the lighter pack, but I'm waiting for the finances by the end of the month so I could buy them and then take it on a test hike. So meanwhile, I won't consider myself ultralight, but I'm definitely around the border. Now, when it comes to the physical preparation, in order to be trail ready, I am following a 16-week big mountain training program by Uphill Athlete, and those guys are mountaineers who decided to come up with a plan that works for people who wants to climb big mountains in the Himalayas. Now I'm using this to build my aerobic base endurance and strength associated with that, which definitely helps for through hiking too. And I'm actually very big on physical training. I really like the movement and training in general. So my training involves two days of running at aerobic threshold, one day of recovery run, and then two days of lifting weights in the gym, and one day of hiking. And that hiking session, sometimes I go out to the hill nearby, and sometimes I just go do the Stairmaster in the gym. And one day I'm kind of like skiing, depending on how my fatigue level is. Now, when it comes to preparing logistically, I think this is the biggest challenge in my pre-PCT homework. That's because I heard a lot of mixed reviews about the mail drops, resupplies in towns and carrying foods. And everyone's saying like, don't actually over prepare on this thing because a lot of things change on the trail. The gear, you might change the gear. You might stop eating the food because you get bored of having it the same the same thing over and over again and just end up putting it in, putting it in the hiker box which I'm not a big fan because I can't afford to do that. So I'm keeping my options open and I purchased the Yogi's Handbook recently to gain more knowledge to prepare myself logistically. And I think I'll have more answers and confidence on this by the end of the month. Now, when it comes to the mental preparation, I have read the book, A Psychological and Emotional Guide to Successfully Through-Hike the Pacific Crest Trail by Zach Davis, and I strongly recommend it to everyone who wants to hike the PCT. And no, guys, it's not an advertisement. Uh, I'm saying this because it gave me a picture of what I can expect on the trail, and I use those readings to visualize myself in such situations and how I would react if I face something like that. I use this technique because it works for me, especially in rock climbing, and I believe it's the same in no matter what the task we have at hand. I've seen pictures of PCT and videos before, and sometimes I imagine myself there in pain and struggles and hardships, but still making it to Canada, all while cherishing the moments I get to spend in the nature. So I'm moving with confidence that it works out, and I made a list of reasons on why I'm hiking the PCT and once in a while I go through them to remind myself to stay focused on the upcoming objective. Finally, if you ask me where I'm allocating majority of my preparation efforts, it's pretty obvious that it's both physical and mental preparation. And apart from that, there there aren't really anything to prepare a lot 
because the next thing is the food strategy and the logistics which i'll be eventually doing in the next month and apart from that i got my leave of absence approved at work so i'm pretty happy about it i'm doing a fundraising which is going very well at the moment and yeah so i'm counting my days to start the hike and i'm really stoked to do it you all i like i hope to see you guys on the trail whoever doing it and if not check out my instagram and hit me up if you have any questions i'll feel free to ask whatever you have and i'll be willing to answer it all so thank you everyone this is kartikeya Hey guys, it's Sarah Herman. And I am checking in from my house, which is just outside of Philly. Today we're talking about preparation. So, number 1, how I'm preparing physically. It, physically, it's not as much as I would like. Um, my partner and I have done a handful of day hikes with our packs just to get the feel for things. but i work a full-time job you know the biggest excuse that i can't get out and hike every day um but the reality is that it's winter and it's a bit chillier than normal here you know temperatures averaging around the 20s for the most part so i just i haven't gotten outside um i do boulder 3 times a week which i'm really hoping will count for something out there um i'm not sure what but hopefully something um and i did just start doing insanity which i did back in college um and i'm not going too hard these days but i'm just trying to increase my lung capacity which is pretty abysmal so the goal is to you know get my body used to being sore on a routine basis and get my lung strength up. Um so that is progressing pretty well, so hopefully that will pay off. Um but physically that's it. Um now number 2, mentally. I am preparing much more mentally than I am physically. I have read a lot of books, I've read a lot of blogs, I've watched a lot of video logs. Um from people who have hiked the PCT and do daily videos, weekly videos, um just trying to familiarize myself with the terrain, know what to expect, um and hopefully, you know, not be caught off guard by too much in regards to, you know, the scenes, the terrain, what it's like out there. Um one of the books I did read is Pacific Crest Trials by Zach Davis. Um and that book really was key for me because it had um call to actions in it. Um you weren't just reading someone's story, but you were you know reading tips and then doing something about it. So through that book I was able to develop my why and the reason that I'm hiking. So I've made lists um that I can reflect upon when things get tough, reminding myself of what I'm doing out there in the first place, why this is all going to be worth it, um and hopefully those will really help push through. um during the bad days third logistically how i'm preparing logistically um in regards to mail drops or resupplying um in town primarily i'm going to resupply in town um the i guess the the resources in town are 
so great these days that unless you have dietary restrictions or, you know, are very budget oriented, I don't see a personal need for sending all of your resupply ahead of time in mail drops. Um, I have constructed a list of 10 resupply points on the PCT that I know I do want to mail ahead food and resupply to. Um, and I've constructed those based on halfway anywhere, which has been the biggest resource for me when planning this through hike. Um, if you're not familiar, halfway anywhere is a fantastic group that what they do is take surveys and send out questionnaires for people who have hiked these trails the year beforehand. Um, and then take all of that data and compile it into tons of graphs, pie charts, and overall information that we who are planning our hike can use as a fantastic resource um, to see how things have gone last year. Um, one of those facets is resupply. And that's how I have gained those 10 points along the trail that I know I want to send food ahead to. Um, because based on these surveys, those 10 points have the worst resupply options and are places where the people who have hiked last year and the year before would absolutely recommend you send ahead to. Um, my partner and I have constructed a couple of boxes here that have things like dry wipes, vitamins and medicine, protein, some first aid stuff, um, but not really food um, at this point, just, you know, those essentials that will, you know, hopefully still be needing then and can use, um, at those various points along the trail. Um, and lastly, my gear, um, my gear preparations are going well. Um, I have an OCD Excel spreadsheet that is nearly all green these days, meaning everything's pretty much purchased. There's a couple of things I'm waiting on. Um, I haven't decided on micro spikes or crampons, ice axe, you know, bear canister, just the Sierra gear, kind of waiting out to see how the snow falls. Um, but other than that, everything's nearly there and it's very exciting. Um, so I'm hoping that all of my preparation doesn't go out the window on day one when I step on trail, but I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> so I'll check in again soon, but it's Sarah Herman from Philadelphia. Hey, what's going on, Backpack Radio? This is Zach Munsell. I am uh, currently sitting in my bedroom in Somerville, Massachusetts. Somerville's right outside of Boston. Uh, and I am looking at a big pile, actually a small pile of gear that I'll be taking with me on my through hike of the Pacific Crest Trail. Uh, it's the beginning of February, so that puts me about uh, less than two months. Holy shit, less than two months away from starting the Pacific Crest Trail on March 22nd. So I'm obviously clearly getting very excited. Uh, so let's talk today about what I'm doing to get ready uh, to hike the Pacific Crest Trail. Not very much, uh, honestly. Um, I am exercising less than I've ever exercised, or at least for the past four years since... Uh, I've really got into lifting. Um, I'm playing basketball like three days a week in, in 20 degree weather, which 
is I, I don't do that much cardio to begin with. Um, but yeah, the, the cardio of basketball mixed with the cold weather is pretty exhausting. So I'm at least doing that. But if anything, I've kind of toned down um, my lifting routine. I don't know why. Um, I think my mind's just kind of elsewhere. Usually my mind's in the gym, but I'm constantly thinking about what I have to do to get ready for the PCT. And that's kind of taken a backseat. You know, some of the things I have to do, I have to sublet my apartment for six months. Um, as of two days ago, I didn't know if I'd be getting a sabbatical at work. Now I have confirmation I will be, but I didn't know that. So I was planning like, how am I going to quit my job if necessary? Um, so that was taking a toll on, um, my mental faculties. Uh, what else have I been thinking about? Uh, I've been doing, I've been doing a decent amount of reading about the trail. Um, shameless plug. I read Pacific Crest Trials. That was awesome. Um, oh, here's, here's a book that I read or I attempted to read, uh, Yogi's Handbook. I had seen online that, uh, so many people being like, oh, it's must read, must read, um, if you're planning to hike the Pacific Crest Trail. Not for me. Um, I, it is so logistical and like a lot of stuff in there too is, uh, very opinionated and, um, it's, it, it is stuff that I had read about already. So a lot of it was not useless, but like, if this was your only resource, it would be amazing. But we're living in a world, um, where Facebook exists. Um, even though it has a bunch of shitty qualities, uh, it was, it's been super duper helpful for me personally, um, being able to go on, uh, Facebook has a group called the PCD class of 2019. I can just go on there, search through topics that have been talked about, uh, and then post my own, um, if I have, you know, questions that are, you know, uh, really irking me, I'll get opinions from a lot of people and most people on like the majority of people on that page are super supportive and friendly and like really excited, um, to give you their own personal feedback about, uh, a, a myriad of topics. So that's been, that's been awesome for me. I highly recommend getting on the, uh, the Facebook, um, page if you're planning on hiking in the future uh, it's going to be called like the class of 2020 pacific crest trail uh or if if you haven't already the class of 2019 so yeah that's been super helpful but yeah i guess what i was saying is the 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 yogi's handbook was not good for me it just made i'm too stupid for it (laughs) it's probably it's it's a great resource but i'm just too stupid for that book there's a lot of logistics and planning and I'm gonna kind of get on the trail and fly by the seat of my pants that's that's my plan I don't think you can plan too far in advance while uh doing a 2600 plus mile hike um I think the the sections on resupply boxes in that particular uh book are really good but I'm actually I'm maybe doing five or six if any resupply boxes it's just not really a part of my strategy um but yeah uh, the biggest thing for me is gear. That's what I've been doing for the past few months. I've been researching gear because I didn't own any um, that were suitable for a through hike, in my opinion. Um, I got into day hiking five years ago and only did overnights this past summer, which I was trying out a lot of my gear. And my backpack even was only like 35 liters. So that that wasn't going to do it. Um, so I had to upgrade. I got a uh, Arc Blast by Z-Pax. Um, I got a new tent. Uh, I got a... Um, uh, a quilt instead of my three pound sleeping bag, which I, I haven't even gotten to try out yet. So I'll be trying that out <laughs> on the Pacific Crest Trail, see if I like a quilt. 
Oh, and another plug, um, that, that particular quilt I got on Facebook on a group called Backpacking Flea Market. I think that's right. Uh, I could be a little bit off, but it's something like Backpacking or Backpacking Gear Flea Market. Uh, and it was really great for, uh, I think I got like the Enlightened Equipment um, 20 Degree Revelation for got like 30% off the price it would have been if I had purchased it new. And the guy that actually sold it to me, shout out to him, uh, works for uh, Enlightened Equipment. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it's a great piece of gear in, in great condition. So I'm really excited about that. Anyways, I don't want to go on any longer um, than I need to. Uh, so yeah, I'll catch you a little bit later on down the trail. everyone, it's Hasmin in Los Angeles. Let's talk preparation. If you were to take a look at my apartment right now, you would see a lot of boxes with labels on them. You would see a bounce bucket. You would see a lot of vacuum sealed food and gear laid out. And that would tell you that I am firmly in the planner camp. I would not undertake a through hike of the PCT flying by the seat of my pants. That is just not who I am. And I've always liked to plan things and try to anticipate um, any issues and uh, address them so that when I'm on the trail, I don't have to stress out about things that are uh, that could have been without, within my control and now are not. So definitely a planner. Um, I've been section hiking the PCT since 2015, and I've hiked from Campo to the Cajon Pass, and I've also done two seven-day sections on the John Muir Trail. So I have a pretty good idea of what the desert looks like and also the Sierra. So that's been really valuable and helping me think about what gear I want to bring and what the physical demands of the trail are. Um, So as far as gear is concerned, I have about 90% of my gear What's left to purchase is stuff that I would be upgrading or replacing. So I don't really have anything new that I need to purchase. Most recently, I bought an ice axe and uh, my micro spikes, but my tent, sleeping bag, um, pack backpack I've had for months now, and I've been training with them and carrying weight just to uh, make sure that that weight is not a shock on day one as I start hiking. Um, big big uh, consideration is also money. So I've made sure that I have a budget and I've paid off my debt and I have enough to cover all my expenses while I'm gone and a little bit of a cushion for when I come back. I've uh, read the um, Halfway Anywhere blog with the hiker survey. And I feel that that's been a very important resource in seeing what gear people like or dislike. And also what are some of the issues that people face and why they leave the trail. And money is one of the main considerations. So I've tried to address that with my budget. And another reason people leave the trail is because of injury. So I've uh, made sure that I've made time to train not only on weekends with uh, longer hikes with my pack, but also during the week when I can't get out to the mountains. I am at the gym. 
on the Stairmaster, on the uh, treadmill with an incline. I'm lifting weights, doing yoga, and running. So I've been a runner for 20 years now, and I ran a marathon in December. So I've been building on that fitness base to get me ready for the PCT. Like a lot of people, I've been looking at the weather and seeing that it's going to be a big snow year. So with that in mind, I took a snow skills class with REI recently where I practiced self-arrest, glissading, and um, self-belay with the nice axe and also with uh, crampons and micro spikes. I've also scheduled a wilderness first aid class in a couple of weeks and that'll be one of the last things I do before I leave for the trail. Um, it can be very overwhelming to think about all the things that I need to do before I leave, um, you know, putting my mail on hold, canceling subscriptions, um, arranging for house sitting while I'm gone, getting to Campo, uh, shipping stuff, uh, arranging with uh, my friend who's going to be my crew chief and sending me stuff. It's it's all uh, a lot, but I know that the more I prepare now, the less stress I will uh, have once I'm on the trail, knowing that I did everything I could to be ready for this big adventure. And uh, I spent a lot of time online, maybe too much time on the Facebook group and watching YouTube videos uh, with uh, Darwin and Dixie and Whimsical Woman. Um, but it, it all keeps me connected to the trail and it helps me visualize uh, what it'll, it'll be for me to be hiking. And it gives me something to do. I think that's really the main thing is that, I, you know, I don't really know if I'm going to eat all the food I packed, but it makes me feel good to know that I'm doing something that will get me ready. So a lot of people just want to buy as they go, and, and that's a good strategy for, uh, for people who don't like to plan ahead. I feel very ready, though. I feel like all the time I've spent on the trail already hiking and uh, testing my gear and books that I've read, like Carrot Quinn's Through Hiking Will Break Your Heart, Journey on the Crest by Cindy Ross, Pacific Crest Trials by Zach. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on your podcast, but I found value in all of it. And all that is left now is to wait until March 29th when I walk up to the monument in the southern terminus, sign the register, and start walking north. Backpacker Radio, this is Allison. My brother Eric and I are recording separately this week uh, due to some technical difficulties. Sorry about that. So I am going to tell you a little bit about my preparation so far for the PCT. Um, so physically, I am trying to hike and walk around, bike ride, run as much as possible, um, just to get in the best shape I can. Um, and when I do that, I usually try to 
load up my either a day pack or my actual PCT backpack with as much weight as I can uh, just to get my body used to the physical activity and the weight on my back. So I should probably be doing more than what I'm doing now, um, but hopefully I'll start doing more soon um, as the date gets closer in April. So logistically, I have a big spreadsheet of uh, dates and mail drops and resupply and um, really kind of nitty gritty details. And I realized it's probably kind of a waste of time um, because plans never go as scheduled and um, we probably won't be using that schedule to the T. And so uh, I've kind of backed away from that and Eric and I still need to plan um, exactly where we want to do mail drops. Um, but otherwise my logistics are gonna be uh, just the simple things uh, like getting to San Diego um, and getting to the trail. So I've kind of backed off of like super specific details for that. And mentally, uh, I've been just trying to read as much as I can about the trail, especially for the first uh, few weeks, like what to expect, just so there's no surprises, so I'm not caught off totally off guard, and um, just so I know what I'm getting myself into. So I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, reading lots of blog posts, um, especially gearless. Oh my gosh, I'm such a gearless nerd right now. Like I love seeing people's gearless. It also helps me make sure I didn't forget anything. Um, and so I've been using whatever resources I can find online for that. Um, so, and then the gear, I pretty much have dialed in so far. Um, I might switch out a few things before the trail, and I still have a couple like little things to get, but otherwise I'm pretty happy with what I have. My sleeping bag is potentially an issue. It's kind of heavy, it's kind of bulky, but it is so comfortable and warm. So might end up being kind of a luxury sleeping bag item. Um, but we'll see. It might be a last-minute swap, too. Um, but otherwise, most of my gear I have tested, and I'm going backpacking this weekend to uh, test out the rest of it. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. I just need to get a few odds and ends. Um, so that's it for me. You will hear from Eric soon, um, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Hey, Backpacker Radio. This is Eric calling in from Austin, Texas, little brother to Allison and part of the brother-sister PCT team. Today we're talking about how we are preparing for the trail. Both Allison and I are preparing on an individual level, but we're also communicating together and trying to figure out some things together as well. So physically, we've been training a little bit different from one another. Me, personally, I've hit a little bit of a setback in my training, um, and I developed an ingrown toenail. I'll spare the listeners of details, 
but I had to get that taken care of by a doctor last week. So thus I'm not doing anything right now and just putting all my energy into trying to get this thing healed. But before that happened, I did kind of go all over Texas doing some training hikes and some trail running. Um, most notably, I went out to Big Bend National Park, which definitely recommend everyone go check out. It's pretty cool out there. Um, and did a long 15-mile hike with all my gear and learned really quickly what works and what doesn't work and did some trail running with some tired legs out there, um, which helped me train with tired muscles, which I imagine is going to be pretty important for the trail. And I know Allison has done a couple long hikes herself. I think last week she told me she hiked um, 20 miles round trip to Panera Bread, <laughs> did a little urban hike. So that's pretty cool. And in terms of the logistics of how we're planning for the trail, we're kind of working on this one together more so um, because we did start with a spreadsheet of ideas of roughly where we would be when, but we quickly realized like, we don't know how long we're going to hike each day. We don't know how many zeros we're going to take and where that type of thing. So we're going to try to figure out the trail more so as we're out there and, you know, like one or two weeks out instead of you know, like two months out, like we are right now. And in terms of mail drops versus um, resupplying in trail towns, we're going to try to use a combination of the two. Uh, we have some good food picked out for some of our mail drops. Um, we've got some family helping us ship out our packages. Thanks, mom. And trying to, we've both talked about um, getting as much fresh produce and nutritious things in trail towns as we can. And just even if we only eat those, that food for like a day or two, just kind of utilizing that as much as possible. And I'd say the biggest thing preparing for a through hike, um, probably for definitely for like the CDT, PCT and AT, I think all apply for this. But like the biggest part, in my opinion, is how to prepare mentally. Um, and there's two parts of this for me. Really, I'm just trying to relax as much as possible. Uh, which is easier said than done, but if you keep a calm mind about it and don't get overworked about how much left you have to plan, things usually work out for the better. And then the other part of that is uh, just researching. Um, if there's an unknown, I'll Google it and learn a little bit more about it, and I'll feel you know, a little more comfortable with hiking you know, the 2,600 miles. A specific example of that is I'm a little nervous about like getting enough nutrition on the trail, whether it be like vitamins, uh, good food, protein, stuff like that. So uh, one um, thing that's helped me is actually Katie Gerber's website and her blog and her newsletter. Um, and that's just a specific example. I definitely recommend everyone check that out who is through hiking or just interested in nutrition in general. Other than that, I have an ongoing list of trail goals I'm keeping. Um, I might share that in a later episode. I'll kind of keep that one to myself right now. And I've shared it with Allison, but I'm still working on it. So it's not ready to be released to the public yet. But I did kind of touch on it in the previous episode. And in terms of gear, uh, that's really what the training hikes helped out a lot with especially the long 15 miler I did at Big Bend with a bunch of elevation gain. Cause I learned that my sleeping pad is too heavy. Um, I thought it was going to work, uh, but it doesn't. So, and a few other items kind of fall into that category too. 
So now I'm in the phase of swapping out my big heavy gear that I thought would work to smaller, lighter, more nimble gear that just takes up less room in the pack, which I realize is really, really important for through hiking already. And I'll probably learn that even more once we're out on the trail. Um, and as of right now, the majority of my preparation efforts are just getting my toe healthy, really. Because um, as soon as that's ready, uh, I could continue doing my training hikes and hopefully I could train all through the month of March once it's ready to go. But until then, just being patient, staying positive, and looking forward to the trail still. All right, I think that's all I have for you guys from one half of the brother-sister team for the PCT. I've got some hot water on the stove for my pour-over coffee. Definitely gonna miss that on trail, but I'll get over it. Until um, next time, thanks. talking to you from my um, home in Columbia, Illinois. Uh, just to give you a little context, it is insanely cold here. It's like negative, the windshield's like negative 25 or something. Um, I'm actually off school today because they didn't want kids out in it. So that's um, kind of my status. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about the things that I'm doing to prep for my PCT hike. Um, the vast majority of my um, prep is falling into the physical training category. Um, the ways that I'm, so a lot of people say that you don't really need to train for a through hike, especially the PCT because, um, it's graded for pack animals. So the, you know, there's lots of switchbacks and you'll kind of just get your trail legs as you go. And I think that's great. Um, but I also know that if I get out there and I get injured or something happens, I'm going to be really mad at myself, um, for not doing everything I could to be successful. So I'm definitely doing some physical prep. Um, my, so I'm a big, huge planner, which is probably why this is, um, so attractive to me because you can't really plan, you know, you want to plan all these things for a through hike, but over planning is probably the worst thing you can do. So, um, this is again, a really big challenge for me, but, um, I did back in December, make a, a training calendar, um, to kind of, you know, to help me stick to a plan so that I can be as fit as possible. So, um, uh, my plan is I do CrossFit. So I'm doing CrossFit about three, uh, three times a week. Um, shout out to my gym, bare hands. It's awesome. And I love the people there. Um, that's not new. That's something I've done for, um, for years. So, um, that's awesome. Um, the second thing I'm trying to do a lot of is hiking with my pack with, um, you know, my pack at 25 to 30 pounds. Um, the best way to get ready to do something is to just practice it and train for it, you know, to, to actually do what you're going to do. Um, unfortunately, because I live in Illinois, um, Illinois is pretty flat. So there's one three mile trail about 15 miles from my house that I've been doing. Like I've probably done it 50 times now. I'm pretty sick of it. Um, and then on the weekends, there is some really good hiking in Missouri, you know, nothing like Colorado or anything like that, but, um, some pretty challenging, um, hiking. So on the weekends, I'm trying to hit as many of those longer trails, you know, seven to 10 miles as I can. Um, I did go backpacking, um, a couple weekends ago. No, actually we went on Christmas day, my husband and I, and uh, just to test my gear in the cold and see how it went. Um, so that was a good experience just to get some cold weather experience under my belt. Um, I did have a setback, which was kind of scary. Um, in December, I started having some really serious hip pain. And um, like I've, again, hiked and ran and worked out for years. So and I've never been injured. So of course, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is going to be the end of it. It's gonna be something serious. Um, so I went to my doctor and did some physical therapy and it's back on track. So that's cool. I'm still doing some strengthening stuff, but, um, uh, you know, it was scary and, um, 
I was really stressed about it, but I think that it's good to go. Um, other prep that I'm doing, I mean, I try to think about how you can mentally prepare for this, but I don't really know that you can. Can you? I mean, and I think one of the biggest mistakes you can make is going into it thinking you're mentally prepared. I think it's better just to think, you know, this is going to be kind of a shit show. It's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be, you can't plan for it. So just kind of going in ready to be flexible and ready to just kind of roll with the punches. Um, so other things that I am doing though, um, I am trying to test out some different blogging mediums. I definitely want to keep a written record really more for myself than anything else, but I know that I'll have family members and friends that want, you know, frequent updates on my status. So I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to use like WordPress or trail journals, Um, I'm not interested in like having any kind of blog site that I have to pay for because I'm not trying to get like sponsors or anything like that. So working through that, um, my gear, my gear list is pretty well set. I have a couple like smaller items that I still need to get. Uh, but I've, I've the gear, the gear that I'm using, I've used for the past year, uh, and tested and I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, so there's not a lot of that left. I do want to get a couple more shakedown trips in this spring, um, just to, again, build some confidence and get some training in, but I think my gear selections are pretty set. Um, of course I'm thinking about resupply options. Um, I'm planning right now to just put together four resupply boxes for California, um, I think I'm planning to do it to Warner Springs and Kennedy Meadows and two others. I can't remember where. Um, and that's it. Um, a lot of the stuff I've been reading, again, is that if you overplan, you know, things just don't go the way that you think. So um, it's better just to roll with the punches and you can always send resupply boxes from the trail. So I am planning to, after those first four, um, I'm planning to mail myself things to Oregon and Washington from on the trail. So that is how my um, prep is going. I'm looking forward to it, counting down the days. Um, Can't wait to be on trail. Thanks. Hello, um, I'm Liam. I don't know if if I have to reintroduce myself every time, but I'm going to for now. But I'm Liam. I don't have a trail name yet, so... Still, Liam. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about how I'm preparing and what that's what that's kind of looking like and like what my vibes are with preparing. And so, yeah, I would say that a big resource. I've been using a lot of resources as um, books. I obviously read Pacific Crest Trials. Shout out to you, Zach. Um, I ordered Yogi's book. Well, I haven't ordered it yet. That was a lie. I'm going to order Yogi's book so I can read that. But um, I have a friend who did the trail two years ago and she's been a really great resource for me i feel like every time i have a thought or something i just text her and she's basically like my encyclopedia of trail knowledge i was like text her and then she'll be like oh hey yeah she'll just like literally give me an answer which is amazing so i feel like that's something that i've been doing reaching out to different people talking reading a lot of blogs another resource i've been using a lot um is instagram i feel like um when people tag their gear and people tag um like what backpack they're using and that kind of stuff and like when people do that picture you know like before they start of all their gear that's like really helped me I've been like zooming in and looking um but I've obviously been reading a lot of books and um yeah I feel like growing up I've always been that kind of person who like why would I do the math problem if Susie next to me told me the answer is five you know like I'm gonna trust Susie but like so like when I read these blogs and I'm like Joe Schmo like z-packs I'm like oh my god Joe Schmo is the way, baby. Joe Schmo gets it. But I feel like for for through hiking, there's no really right answer. It's all based on preference. So I feel like I'm really struggling 
with that of like making that final decision because it's, it's my first through hike of like oh i'm gonna choose this back you know so i'm definitely pulling some triggers metaphorically obviously um so yeah there's that physically how am i preparing I'm kind of preparing, you know? I feel like the people that I've talked to are like, eat everything you want, you're never going to be able to eat again. And I'm like, all right, listen, it's only five months of my life I'm going to eat afterwards. But I don't, I'm basically, I'm fully and mentally and physically prepared to get my ass kicked in the first month. So I'm like really dreading that situation, but I'm just like, so every time I go to the gym and every time I prepare and every choice I make at the drive-thru... I think about that first month. Seriously, I know that sounds like really dramatic, but it's true. So I feel like I go to the gym, my new thing, I'm really going to kick it into gear. I stopped uh, doing this like second part-time job. So I'm going to like really kick it into gear these next two months before I start my trail. Mentally, I'm really like checking in with myself and I feel like we're all making so many sacrifices and you're probably going to hear that a lot. So I feel like I'm really checking in with myself of like, I'm making all of these sacrifices and like, what's it for? You know, think about the privilege of doing this. It's a lot of money. You know, it's not cheap. It's not, it's not something that like, yes, it's easy to just like leave your couch, quit your job, leave your New York apartment. Like that's amazing. You're doing you. But there's a lot of logistical things about it. Plane tickets are expensive. Getting there is expensive and difficult for most. So Definitely just, like, checking in, being like, I'm doing this because I have this privilege and I have this this goal that I set for myself. And so I'm taking it upon myself to do that. Um, so there's that. Um, where am I looking for my resources? Um, I'm looking all over. Like I said, Instagram. Uh, mail drops, I'm a little stressed about. I feel like there's going to be, like, a crunch time of, like, a, like a two-month mark. I'm not there yet. I'm very close where I'm, like, really going to start to stress out. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like a lot of that... I'm going to have my boxes. I'm obviously going to have my gear change outs. Like, all of that is not going to bore you with that. But I'm basically, like, coming to terms with the fact that I'm, like, kind of ill-prepared. And, um, and how am I going to do all that? So I'm a little stressed about that. But I definitely always pull out in the end which is a characteristic of mine. I always... Oh, that was kind of sexual. I don't mean that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I feel like I always come through in the end. So I'm really hoping things just kind of come together. I obviously have to do more research, and I obviously know the towns. I know kind of the amount... Like, I know so much, but it's just about, like, logistically, like, where I'm dropping it. And I also, like, have heard that, like, you don't want to, like, specifically plan your drops because you don't know who you're going to meet. I'm going alone. So, like... My trail family and my friends that I meet on the trail are all like, hey, we're going to stop here and I'm getting stuff sent here. And I don't want to be like, oh, 13 miles back, my mom sent my flannel or my fleece, you know. So I'm kind of just like playing it by ear. I told my mom she's got to be on call and all that kind of jazz. So, yeah, that's kind of how I'm preparing. Uh, I'm really, a lot of things too mentally are are difficult. I know that that's like, obviously the Pacific Crest Trials is all about like getting physically and mentally prepared. And I'm, I feel like when I leave for the trail, I'm going to say goodbye to a lot of things. Um, My mom's going to sell our house. Um, A lot of my friends are moving on. Friends are graduating. Friends are getting married. Friends are missing weddings. So I feel like almost, this is the next chapter in my life. And I feel like, 
I'm when I step on that trail on May 4th, like I have I have a whole new life and world in front of me. And that's so exciting yet so scary at the same time. And I'm so so freaking excited about it. And I'm excited to take you guys with me. Can you believe trail correspondence people? Oh my god, we're going to have so much fun. But yeah, like I said, I'm Liam Perdo. You can follow me on Instagram at 50 shades of pale. Um yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Okay. Bye. Hi, everybody. It's Angie from Michigan, and I am reporting to you from my room. And I've got Tilly the cat here purring away, so you'll probably hear her make noise. Uh, She has the unbelievable ability to make me be present, which means she gets in between me and the things that I'm doing and makes me put my phone down so that I can pet her. So that will probably happen. Uh, But anyway, here we go. Uh, how am I preparing physically? Uh, well, before it got too disgustingly freezing here in Michigan, I was doing as many day hikes as I could to test out gear, just, uh, increase my mileage, um, and just be outside. Um, it's, I have not been able to do that in a couple of weeks since since the new year. Um, So I'm looking forward to being able to get back outside. Uh, In the meantime, I've been strength training and doing cardio at the gym, working on strong legs, you know, working on my stabilizing muscles in my ankles and around my knees and things like that. Um, I'd like to start walking with my pack on. So I think I'm probably going to be one of those people that you see wearing their pack on a treadmill. We'll see what happens there. Photos uh, to be posted. (laughs) Uh, I'm also trying to pay more attention to how I feel with certain foods that I'm eating. um, To just, uh, yeah, I don't know, stack the odds in my favor when I make food decisions for the trail. So we'll see. Uh, That's basically what I'm doing physically. And how am I preparing logistically? Uh, I'm, I'm doing a lot of research into what other people have done in the most recent years. Um, but I'm also trying to take into consideration what I need. So I'm in the process right now of sort of, you know, narrowing down whether or not I want to resupply in certain towns or do mail drops. I don't have it quite figured out yet, but I do know that I would, I think I'd rather err on the side of being over-prepared than being under-prepared, especially being uh, a vegetarian and not really knowing what I'm going to run into. Um, So I'd rather send myself a box and not need it than not have a box. I guess that's where I'm at right now. Um, So that's that. How am I preparing myself mentally? Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm thinking about it constantly. Um, and I don't know how much mental preparation I can actually do, uh, except to, you know, I'm an over preparer and I run myself through every possible scenario in my head and how I think I would handle things and how I would take care of myself or other people. And so I suppose in some way that's mental preparation. Um, 
I did read Pacific Crest Trials by Zach Davis, so that was helpful. <laughs> um, I do have to say, uh, I'm experiencing more and more negative responses from people. Uh, the closer I get to the trail, um, and it's not any really terrible things, but there are, I've come across plenty of people who, who have extreme doubt for me, or they think that they're being caring <laughs> by expressing, you know, their concerns about my ability or, or the dangers or whatever. So I, I think it's pretty, that, that's been something that I've been struggling with lately and trying not to get defensive with people. Um, which is difficult. Um, Tilly's eating right now. Oh, nope, she's done. Okay. So yeah, I, I suppose that's how I'm preparing mentally, is just being in my head all the time. Uh, gear, you know, that's just, it's constant. It's a constant figuring that out. I think I'm almost there with what I need. I thought I had everything I needed and I was wrong, you know, way back like a year ago. I thought that I had acquired over the years with my various adventures, the things that I would need with few exceptions. But as it turns out, um, those things were just a little bit too heavy and a little bit too heavy for a lot of items is way too much weight. So, um, so I'm still narrowing it down a little bit and I was, uh, very lucky to have won sixth place for the Badger sponsorship this year. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, and I'm waiting for some of that stuff to come um, in the mail. So, so yeah, it's still a little bit of a waiting game. And then, and then, yeah, I'll see where I where I'm at when all of it's here. Uh, resources. Uh, er, so early on, when I was planning, Google was um, Google was my friend. I had one book, the Ciceroni PCT book by Brian Johnson, and I took a gander through that and I Googled a whole lot, which is how I came upon the Trek and Backpacker Radio, which have been truly like the greatest, the greatest resource that I've come across. Um, the Trail Correspondent series from last year was not just a great source of information, but also reassurance and hope that I could actually do something like this, uh, which is almost as important as, you know, logistical planning and things like that. So, um, yeah. And like I said, I read Pacific Crest Trials and it really was helpful, um, for many reasons. And I, and I, you know, open those things from time to time still when I'm thinking about it. Uh, I guess later in planning, you know, I have become friends with more and more people on Instagram and being able to ask, you know, people who have just done this questions is really wonderful. Um, I have a, I have a friend in Utah who's a guide who, um, you know, has shared his knowledge of navigation and other things that I reached out to him for. So he's been a fabulous resource, um, and I just started, you know, perusing halfway anywhere, uh, and certainly got hooked. So, so I would say that the internet was my greatest resource in, you know, inevitably finding the things that were the most helpful. Uh, but it's a lot of time spent, you know, filtering through stuff that's outdated or doesn't really apply to me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and right now I think my greatest focus is mail drops and resupply towns and food and you know trying to make as much money as I can before I leave uh, because money is going to be a real concern while I'm out there so 
Um, so those are my primary areas of focus for now. Uh, yeah. Um, I think the next time I will be reporting back to you is the night before the trail, (laughs) which just seems so crazy. Um, but I'm, you know, uh, gosh, I haven't counted, but I'm less than, I think less than 80 days away. Wow. Well, uh, okay. Uh, this is Angie signing out. Have an awesome day. What's up, trekkers? Dosu here, talking about prep for long-distance hiking and my own prep in general for the CDT. Personally, I've always been of the mindset that the best prep you can do is to make sure you have enough money. The next thing I always recommend to people is to enjoy food and just eat. Put on a few extra pounds because when you burn off all that fat, your hiker hunger is going to kick in and you'll start to feel dizzy every time you're not constantly snacking. As far as physical training goes before a trail, I do zero. Unless you count 12 ounce curls. I'll always tell people to keep a positive attitude and to listen to your body. Eventually your body will catch up to your aspirations and you'll have your trail legs. Push yourself too hard before at the start of the trail and you'll wear yourself out, possibly even before you even get on trail. It's an endurance game. Don't beat yourself down before the starting line. I know that everything that I've just said seems like I hardly prepare at all, but that's just because it's really just walking to me. Although, I could say in all honesty that I've been preparing for this since 2014 when I started getting ready for my first thru-hike, and I've just never stopped getting ready. I live this life. It's not a vacation to me or a challenge. Okay, trekkers, let's talk gear. Every hiker, before starting their trail, will talk about gear till they're blue in the face. And then, after about a week or two, all we talk about is food and what we want to eat in town. Right now, I want a rotisserie chicken, but let's save that for a later podcast. So before I get into my kit, I'll give you the disclaimer that my kit works for me, And I'm not going to tell you to copy my kit because that would be like me telling you to wear a pair of size 12 shoes even if you're a size 9 just because I do. Don't. Just use the gear that fits you. But if you have a pair of size 12 shoes that you don't want and you want to send them to me, I'll probably definitely want them. When picking out items for your kit, remember that ounces equal pounds, pounds equal pain. Also remember that less gear is more beer. You'll enjoy those phrases a lot more than a soaking wet day on the Appalachian Trail and having someone tell you, no rain, no main, as they take the last spot in the shelter. My kit has been evolving since the first day I set foot on the approach trail on my way to Springer. My bag weighed 59 pounds. I don't recommend that to anybody. Before deciding to take a luxury item with you on trail, decide whether the comfort of that item for a few hours at camp is worth the 12 hours a day you're going to be carrying the item. Over the last four years, I've been able to push the limits on how minimalist I want to get and what comforts are worth the weight to me. Currently, before adding comfort items such as my speaker and my Snorlax onesie, my base weight is at 10.5 pounds. 
Now, I know those are worn weight items, so hopefully Ultralight Jerk doesn't make a meme about me not counting them. I've made a few big changes to my kit since I got off the PCT. Those being my backpack and my sleep system. That's two of my big three. I'm going to use my Copper Spur Ultralight 2 that I used on the PCT, because, I mean, who doesn't like to have company over from time to time? My backpack I changed from the Exos 58 to the Levity 60. The Levity 60 has some drawbacks and design flaws, but I like the bag. I used it on the Wonderland Trail, and it treated me pretty nice. The next upgrade was I switched from a Marmot 15 degree down bag that I literally found on the Appalachian Trail in 2015 when I was hiking through on New Hampshire. I used the bag for the rest of the AT, and I used it for the whole PCT. It has seen better days. So, I got the Sea to Summit Spark 3, and I find it to be an amazing sleeping bag. You can look up the specs for the bag online, but it's a mummy bag that's as light as an ultralight quilt. The last big upgrade to my kit has been the Nemo Tensor Sleeping Pad, the new one with the Boston Valve. I'm sleeping on it now at home since I don't have a bed, and I really like it. This upgrade comes with a little bit of story. I started the Appalachian Trail with a Big Agnes pool float, and it couldn't hold air. I got so mad, I switched to a Z-Lite and swore off air pads for the last three and a half years. I really enjoy the comfort of the sleeping pad, and it doesn't sound like I'm sleeping on a sack full of potato chip bags. I've been asked what resources I'm tapping on trail. So far, I've asked a few friends for tips who have already hiked the CDT, but nothing too much. I'm not an over-planner if you haven't noticed. I don't even know where my first resupply in town is yet. I'll just look on Gut Hook when it gets closer. I've never used Gut Hook before, but I hear it's super helpful for the CDT, so I got it. I would say the majority of my efforts have been allocated towards visiting friends, saving money, figuring out when other trail fam is starting, but most of all, just living in the current moment. It's easy to be so focused on your start date and wanting to get out there on trail. But the days and weeks or months aren't going to be refunded to you at the end of the year. So focus on living each day to its fullest, not just wishing the days away for when the trail starts. And on that note, I'm going to wrap this up and go enjoy the rest of my day. If you feel like you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. I'm easy to track down if you want to bad enough. So this is Dosu, signing off. Carmen San Diego, Sarah Duma in Athens, Greece. I'm sitting in my hotel room and about to go check out the Acropolis. I'm going to be talking about preparing for the Continental Divide Trail today. So uh, the one big thing that I have nailed down is my start date. It is April 19th. I needed to wait for the shuttle schedule to come out before booking anything else because the shuttle doesn't run every day. The shuttle is run by the CDTC. It costs $120, which is pricey, but it's the CDTC and uh, it includes uh, water caches for the first section as well as a few other goodies. I'm going to be booking a flight to either Tucson, Arizona or El Paso, Texas. I'm just waiting for a sale to come out and I'll schedule that out. 
So last week I was in the Caribbean. I went to the uh, island of Curacao, which is part of the ABC chain of Aruba and Bonaire, and did um, a lot of relaxing, uh, sightseeing, and some day hikes. Uh, One of the day hikes I did was climbing the highest mountain of the ABC chain, Mount Kristoff. Uh, I was really disappointed with that climb, not because the views weren't great, they were fantastic, but my fitness level. I really struggled in the heat and the humidity uh, climbing up. It wasn't even too long. It was about two hours. Uh, There was a short scramble section at the top where I had to climb over some boulders, but uh, I sucked it. I was really, really angry with myself. Uh, I was angry because I have no trail legs anymore. Uh, When after Christmas, I had oral surgery, I had a tooth pulled out and I was on bed rest for five weeks and all my fitness level stuff just dropped down to zero. So I am starting out as a back at the beginning and um, have that big wake up call in Curacao. So now I'm trying to get more into a routine, incorporate some stretching and some strengthening And since I've been in Greece, I've done a lot of walking around. Now, most of that was standing in museums, but a bit of day hiking too. My big warm-up for the CDT is going to be through hiking the Israel National Trail. So that is starting in about a week's time. It's going to take me maybe five weeks or so if I complete the whole thing. Uh, starting at the Red Sea in the south and walking north towards Lebanon. I'll be hitting the desert section, which is the most challenging first. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm glad actually to be getting the hardest part out of the way. And hopefully after that, I can just uh, relax and cruise through. Uh, so after I finish the Israel National Trail, I'm going to be home for a few days and before I head down to the America. Uh, for, so I don't have a lot of resupply stuff I need to do. I don't have time to dehydrate anything or send anything ahead. And, you know, that's, that's fine with me. I didn't use any mail drops ahead on the Pacific Crest Trail last year and I found that strategy worked well. I really like the flexibility of buying what I wanted, uh, as I went and And if there's going to be an area with really limited options, I could just send a box uh, ahead from the previous town. On the CDT, I may have a bounce box with my contact lenses and maybe some other hygiene products and knickknack stuff. Uh, but really, I'm not putting a lot of thought into it. You know, it's it's not my first rodeo. I have I have done most of the AT and I've done the PCT, so uh, I figure the CDT is going to be you know somewhat similar a setup. Uh, For other additional types of planning resources, I've been reading blogs of uh, people who hiked last year, as well as checking out a lot of information in the Facebook groups. For gear, I have most of my gear already. Uh, The one big thing that's going to be new is trying out the Six Moons Designs Flight 30 backpack that has a a more robust supportive hip belt than my previous backpack. Uh, In Israel, I'm going to be having some really heavy water water carries. And what I'm using now, the Katabatic Nick, uh, just won't cut it. And uh, so I'll probably take... I take that backpack on the CDT as well if it if it works okay for me. 
Uh, and you know what? If I'm having a problem with my gear or any other kinds of issues, um, CDT Trail Days is only about a week after I start. So that's perfect timing. I get to uh, cruise into Silver City. I get to uh, meet with past hikers, uh, vendors, experts, and I'm sure any kind of issues I have can be solved there. So overall, I think it's going to be a really easy transition onto CDT from the Israel National Trail. A um, lot of support with trail days coming up. And, um, you know, that's that's it. Sarah Duma out. Live long and prosper. So say we all. Cheers. Hey, this is Lucas, and I'm preparing to finish my hike of the American Discovery Trail, also known as the ADT. Uh, If you're not familiar with the ADT, it's actually a coast-to-coast trail that goes from Delaware all the way to California. It's not nearly as well-known as, say, one of the Triple Crown Trails, but it's definitely worthwhile. And last year, I actually got my first taste of the trail. I started out at the coast of Delaware, and I made it to my home state of Iowa, which was about 1,500 miles, and then I decided to stay home. I was feeling pretty homesick, and it was getting colder outside, so I decided I would finish this year. So I have about 2,700 miles to go until San Francisco. Um, Physically, I'm not preparing nearly as much as you might think, I do long walks on occasion to kind of keep my trail legs, but that hasn't really been an option here in the Midwest with this unbearable cold snap we've had lately. But um, I tend to let the trail just kind of whip me into shape, which is a strategy of a lot of through hikers. You just kind of start out slow, and as the weeks go by, you can expect to do more miles in a day. That's what I did last year. Last year, My goal is kind of 10 to 15 miles a day, but by the time I stopped for the year, I was getting 20 to 25 miles on a good day. I think it's important to not put too many goals on yourself. You don't want to expect too many miles too soon, and then you just hurt yourself trying to maintain those goals. I think one of the most important things is being flexible and being adaptable, and then you don't have to worry about planning too much. I mean, it it sounds kind of bad to say, but for my first 1,500 miles, I kind of winged it. I mean, I definitely did plan. I was pretty meticulous choosing what gear I needed and everything, but a major thing, you just don't know what is going to happen on a through hike. You don't know if you're going to encounter bad thunderstorms for a week that's really going to slow down your miles. You don't know if you're going to develop some issues with your feet. You just have to uh, plan for what you can and for what you can't, you have to adapt to that. And a big part of that is choosing the right gear. You definitely want to have the right kind of clothing for any type of weather or environment that you can expect to encounter. You need some kind of first aid kit and you need to be eating well Um, that's something I struggled with last year. I found I was not eating enough calories and I did lose a little bit of weight. You definitely want to be putting into your body the proper amount of nutrition that you're burning through walking all those miles. 
and I did have some kind of heat exhaustion last year. I was very dizzy, came close to passing out, which was definitely not good. That's something I want to avoid. So it's good. I kind of had my warm-up hike last year, and I made mistakes. So hopefully I do not repeat the same mistakes, or not as many. Um, the American Discovery Trail goes through a wide range of terrain, which kind of makes it hard to prepare for. Like I said, the biggest thing is just being adaptable. Um, the good thing, I left off at the edge of Iowa, which means I'll be finishing Iowa and then walking across Nebraska, which you might know is very flat, which I don't think it's going to be the most exciting terrain. No offense to the Midwest because I'm from the Midwest, but that will really prepare me for Colorado, which is going to be a lot more mountainous. And then after that is the desert, which that's probably going to be my biggest preparation right there, just to make sure I know where water is at for the desert. A lot of people end up pushing some kind of jogging stroller or baby stroller for the desert section so you can carry a couple jugs of water, which is something I might be doing. I did actually try out a baby stroller for part of the trail last year, and it definitely took away some stress for that. Um, other than that, I've just been kind of weighing my gear, uh, deciding on a few more luxury items to add. I'm sure all you other hikers know that uh, every ounce really matters, but I think pretty much every hiker has to bring some kind of luxury item. For me last year, that was just my phone and my GoPro for the most part. I did have a notebook to journal every day, which I'm pretty thankful I brought that. But this year, I am really wanting to create artwork on the trail. So I'm trying to get together like an ultralight watercolor painting kit. So that's something I've been working on and another camera. And with that, it's just kind of a trade-off of luxury and necessity. How much weight can you handle? So a big part of my preparation has just been kind of deciding what do I want to bring and what is going to help me the most, what would I regret taking, and what would I regret not taking. But overall, I feel like through hiking in general is something that you just learn through trial and error. It's best learned through experience. As much as you try to prepare, I think a big part of preparation is just getting in the right mindset. There's a pretty high dropout rate when it comes to through hiking, and I think a major part of that is just people not in the right mindset. So a big part of what I'm doing is just getting ready for whatever may come. And now you know. Thanks for listening in on how our hikers are preparing for their treks. If you enjoy the show and want to help out, you can do so by leaving a review on iTunes and sharing this podcast with family, friends, enemies, and people you feel largely neutral about. Also, be sure to subscribe to ensure you don't miss future episodes. Today's show was edited by our guy and all-around renaissance man, Pauly Boy Shawcross. You can keep up with the show on Instagram at Trail Correspondence, on Twitter at ThruHikerPod, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash trail correspondence. You can also get a hold of us via email at podcast at the Signing off for now. Happy hiking.